What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. Blog Talk Radio. Giant, aka uh, Michael Jackson Jr. Uh, all right, I'm going to stop doing that now. But, anyways, here is a new thing that we're going to be doing over Geek Vibes um, a new show that we're calling Wrestling Geeks Alliance uh, or WGA if you want to be, you know, nice and cool with it or some shit. But, anyways, um, I'll introduce you to my co host, uh, Mr. Christopher Capatton. Hey, Chris, how's it going? Uh, you know, introduce yourself and uh, tell, tell the people how you're connected to wrestling, basically, a little bit. Oh, wow. You know, uh, my name is Chris Patton. Uh, I live in, of course, the great state of Georgia and reside in Atlanta. I've been watching wrestling since um, I could walk, pretty much. Huge wrestling fan. I've been to many uh, fan events, pretty much every wrestling pay-per-view that's passed through Georgia I've been to. Um Long-time wrestling fan, especially old school. Uh, you see, like, uh, not ECW, more more like old school, old school, like Midwest, uh, AWA, that kind of stuff. So a lot of the uh, wrestling I enjoy is uh, mid-70s, early 80s kind of stuff. But I do keep up with the new and current current, uh, current events going on. It's going to be uh, fun talking about this stuff with Dane. Talking about some wrestling, and um, you, you've actually had some experience meeting certain wrestlers uh, before in the past doing your thing at, at that, right? Yeah, yes. Uh, for instance, uh, NWA uh, Legends of Wrestling is an event they do. I don't believe it's called NWA Legends of Wrestling anymore. I think it's uh, like Midwest Association um, Legends of Wrestling, but uh, I've, I've met several wrestlers, uh, Hacksaw Jim Duggan, uh, Jimmy Snuka, rest in peace, uh, Manny Fernandez, who is a great guy, um, just a ton of people. Uh, Ricky, who's getting inducted into the Hall of Fame, apparently yeah. this week, which is uh, exciting. Uh, so yeah, uh, Deborah McMahon, surprisingly, Stone Cold's uh, really? former former wife. Yeah, she is a sweetheart. She uh, <laughs> loves talking about wrestling. And uh, we had a long conversation about what was known as Queen Deborah in WCW, which I don't think a lot of people know 
in uh, early, early 90s stuff. Paul that, E. Heyman was, was still in the um, company at the time. She was uh, married to Mongo McMichael back then when she was in uh, Four Horsemen, right? Or one of the girls, along with uh, Liz and uh, Woman. Correct. Uh, this is slightly before that when she's doing the uh, Queen Deborah oh. gimmick, but same, uh, same, same concept. She kind of played the same character in WCW. But a really, really sweet girl. I believe that she was married to Jeff Jarrett at the point that I met her, but I'm not 100% sure on that. Very interesting. So you have to think with this show, you're going to hear not only us babble about stuff going on, but also just stories. You know, uh, me and Chris both have a lot. Chris probably has more intimate, if you will, with actual wrestlers, but well, not in the, not in the, you know, weird way or anything like that. But you know what I'm saying. Uh, very, very weird way. List, Chris. A very, very weird way. Anything with Roddy Roddy Piper? <laughs> sure that would be uh, about that. Uh, Roddy, Roddy Roddy Piper. We I, I was hanging out with a guy from uh, New Orleans. I'm not going to throw his name out there. That buys a lot of collectible wrestling gear. And uh, we met Roddy Piper, and uh, <laughs> the guy from New Orleans ended up in Roddy Piper's hotel room. I think for like most of the night, um, smoking weed and just chilling with Roddy Piper. But me personally, I've only I've only uh, taken a picture with Roddy and met him, shook hands, that kind of thing. Uh, he is a wild card, though, from the stores I heard. Yeah, Rest in peace once again. Yeah, unfortunately, you gotta. I mean, we we lost him and Dusty the same year. I feel really bad for. Uh, well, I mean, just in that in general, but like Ric Flair for losing two of his best friends back to back. That's gotta be horrible. But hey, we're not about we're not about negative stories, negative vibes. This is geek vibes. So uh, maybe we should get on to our topics tonight. Uh, we're gonna go basically over recaps. At that point, we'll be taking some callers. If you guys want to join the conversation after the Raw and SmackDown recap, call 929-477-3781. That is 929-477-3781. At that point, you'll just be listening, uh, like you're doing right now, uh, to join the conversation and cue yourself in. Just press 1. Okay, uh, so let's go over this. Did you you like how professional that sounded, Chris? I'm sorry? I said, did you like how professional that sounded? Um, yeah, you sounded very professional. It was, it was, it was, it was quite impressive. I'm not used to that side of you. <laughs> ah, thank you. I appreciate it. <laughs> We're usually drinking or hanging out, so that has something to do with it. That's true. Um, well, I'm drinking right now, right. so this should go well. Well, I'm I'm on other substance, so I'm at your level at a different pace. Uh, but uh, let's let's <laughs> go for Raw, man. Um, this week, uh, I really enjoyed Raw. Uh, we had. Uh, Samoa Joe's contract signing that took a ridiculously long time. Um, you know, Mick Foley acting pretty gruff about it. Uh, Stephanie acting like Stephanie McMahon. Um, you know, and then Roman Reigns comes out. Uh, so he had a quote, and we talked about this beforehand, but he had a quote that was pretty good that was like, I will beat down your heroes, and then when they wake up, I will beat them down all over again. And as you said, cue Roman Reigns' music not too long after that. And, of course, that's the hero coming down, uh, followed by a shit ton of booze. Um, let me know how you like the whole entire interaction. And also, obviously, the question is going to be with this, when the fuck are they going to turn Roman Reigns heel? Uh, what, what are they waiting for, basically? Uh, for him to work as a babyface when obviously it's not? Uh, my only guess as far as what they're waiting for is simply I, – I, I don't – to not be able to beat Braun Strowman at this point. That seems to be where they're going with this, causing him to have to cheat to win. 
that would be my guess. That's I mean, that's something that Roman Reigns hasn't really done in the past is, is well, as far as his last two-year run probably, um, has had to cheat to win. So, I mean, if they kind of give him like a chicken shit hill couple victories over Braun, um, while it's bad for Braun, it's a good way to turn Roman heel. Um, other than that, I mean, you just pivot him against the Undertaker and hope that he's able to turn heel by attacking the Undertaker, I guess, if they're going to go that way to WrestleMania. As far as the segment goes, a couple things. Uh, the first thing is it's the first time on wrestling, I've heard in a long time, or sports entertainment, as Michael Cole would like to call it, um, that I've heard in a long time someone say choke out. <laughs> I think it's been like 10 years since I heard someone say I'm going to choke them out, which, which of course goes with Samoa Joe. If you followed him back in TNA, that's something that you know he's always done. Yeah, was, was, I wonder if Taz was the last person to say that. <laughs> yeah, either either Taz or Chris Benoit, I would think. But that long, yeah. that's been a long time since you heard someone use the term like I am going to cut off the oxygen to this guy's brain, <laughs> so he passes out in the middle of the ring, which I thought was good. Uh, Samoa Joe's promo in general was really good. He always comes off genuine when he's playing the heel. Uh, I think what kills it is that you send out what's supposed to be your top baby face at this point, and it's Roman Reigns, and he's just getting massacred with booze. As far as Roman pro, Roman's promo goes, it was fine. I mean, he said what he what Roman would say in that situation. Um, Roman reminds me a lot, and I know they're slightly related, of The Rock during The Rock's baby face run. And if they can get this guy some heel heat, he might be able to turn it around and be a big deal and, and be the face of the company. But right now it's just, he's just getting booed to death. And I feel terrible for the guy. He's not, he's not a bad in-ring worker, um, but no, he's not. This, they got they got to do something to turn this thing around with him because putting him against Samoa Joe, Samoa Joe being, you know, a big NXT guy and, and having the background of ring honor and TNA, like fans aren't like they used to be. They don't just watch WWE. I think that's a, silly way to look at things. Oh, yeah. Um, and I am surprised that you didn't get Joe is going to kill you chance for the entire time he was trying to talk. Um, so good on the fans. I guess they didn't want to crap on Samoa Joe's segment. Uh, the other thing is this fully Stephanie McMahon uh, romance slash hate that they have going on with this. this it, you get this really bad promo from Stephanie in which she's just yelling at Mick for absolutely no reason. He has every reason to be pissed off at her. Do something beforehand. Like this, this, to me, this segment should have been more towards the middle of Raw, and um, Goldberg's segment should have been more towards the end of Raw. Um, that way you could have built up the heat between Steph and Mick to make it more realistic, because she goes from loving Mick to hating Mick in like a split second which is fine if she's playing like a crazy heel, but that's not Stephanie's character. Uh, so that bothered me. So that's pretty much my thoughts on that segment, at least. Yeah, it, it seems like they have like a fucking 70s variety show host thing going on, like shtick. Like, I don't like it at all. It's not working for me. I like the thing going on with uh, Shane and um, Daniel Bryan a lot more. Uh, but as for as far as like what you're saying, like, I don't know. I the thing I just don't get. All right, with John Cena, one thing that people don't realize, uh, you know, and you can compare Roman Reigns with John Cena because they're having the same issues. Uh, you know, with John though, kids love him. 
Like, you know, us uh, adults and stuff like that and teenagers might find him annoying, but he has a really following around the kids. Like, I even see kids booing Roman Reigns. Like, you know, you can hear there's a little bit of chance, but it's drowned out by everyone. Like, you know, with pitch sports, like they're about to, like, take him out like he's Frankenstein and shit. But I don't know. I they need to find they need to find some way of getting him over uh, in that way. Um, you know the whole him getting Undertaker out at the Royal Rumble and saying it's my yard now and how that's going to lead to the to WrestleMania. Like we'll see how that goes. And like you're saying, if, if you do pin him up against the Undertaker, that's a good way also to get him into that realm. And just like what you were saying in general with The Rock, uh, the only problem between him and his cousin is uh, you know Dwayne Johnson has a lot of charisma. And Roman Reigns has about as much charisma as a wet shoe. Um, Roman, so even if Roman Reigns that, has, I'll rebuttal. Roman Reigns has perfect heel charisma, and if you can turn that, yeah, get that over, you can have a hot baby face run. It's not going to be necessarily to quality of the Rock, but the Rock's probably one of the greatest promos of all time. So those comparisons. Only for the sake that they pushed Rock as a baby face forcefully down people's throats, and it didn't work. But as soon as he turned, he started to get over. So if you have Roman Reigns demolishing people like he did when he was in the Shield, not talking as much, maybe doing some dirty things, I think that that'll change a little bit. And people may have other opinions. It's it's always been that way in wrestling. If if you're not working as a face, you gotta give him a shot as a heel. He's not gonna. Uh, the difference between him and Cena is Cena was a heel <laughs> and then became yeah. a face. <laughs> so, you know, that's, it, it's, it's slightly different. Um, but yeah, I, for the most part, I agree. He's definitely not the rock. That's, there's no question there. I hope people didn't get me wrong on that one. Oh yeah. No, I was just, I was just stating in general because that comparison gets drawn a lot between the two of them. Cause I mean, they are related. They're both great in ring workers, you know, uh, like like I said, The Rock is like a great actor and stuff like that. And Roman's just toughness and aggression, and we get it. Um, he kind of I don't know. There's certain aspects that remind me of Rhino back in the fucking '90s and shit like that. Like you know that type of monster. If they do groom it well and just stop, like I said, trying to get him to be a babyface, I think it could work out well. But we'll 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 go away from the segment because we're gonna have to come back to it at the end of it. Um, so then the next match was Nia Jax uh, defeating Bailey. Uh, in a pretty damn good match, uh, made them both look good. Uh, so obviously they're setting up because I, I guess I guess we're on SmackDown have four women apiece, but uh, they're setting up Bailey to go against Charlotte uh, at, at um, Elimination Chamber, and Nia Jax is going to be going against um, oh man I can't Sasha Banks obviously. So how, how did you how did you like that match? And then obviously the uh, the promo afterwards between uh, Sasha and Charlotte? Well, uh, Sasha, the the big thing for me with this match is for probably the third time this month on Raw, or the past, uh, this last month and rolling into this month, the finish is that someone's, someone interfered in the match, and it was a distraction finish. It wasn't a distraction finish, um, that needed to necessarily happen. I don't know what they're building towards with Nia Jax, which kind of bothers me. Um, they don't really have anyone for her to face if they're going to go Bailey versus Charlotte. Um, I guess Sasha could do that, but I, I don't know that those necessarily work well together. 
Um, overall, I thought the segments were fine. Um, the match itself is pretty good. I'm surprised that Bailey can work as well with Jax uh, being as big as she is. And they only really got uh, 10 minutes of ring time in general on this match, and that's including the aftermath uh, slash finish with that girl uh, where Charlotte, of course, uh, came down and interfered. But it was nice seeing Bailey uh, get the upper hand there at ringside and kind of, you know, it, it made it look like, you know, she'll do whatever it takes to win um, within good guy stature. She wasn't, like, poking eyes or anything, but she was, you know, reason, using the ring to her advantage against a bigger opponent, which is always nice to see in, in storytelling. Um, not everybody's John Cena. They're not all massive. So when you're going against a monster like Nia mm-hmm. Jax compared to the rest of this, that's that's what you need to see. You need to see that kind of in-ring work. So I appreciated that about Bailey and, and what they did outside of the ring towards the end of that match. I do like Bailey. She's she's a she's a pretty interesting character. She's basically like, a, apparently like the ultimate fan. I guess she's playing herself in real life. If anything, um, I like the match. Like I said, with her and Nia, um, I don't know what they're going with Nia Jax. Just like you said, it's not like with Braun Strowman where there's so many people. It kind of makes sense that eventually maybe the title can get around to him. You know, um, it's a smaller division with the women's division. It's like is she supposed to just be the monster like in her fucking theme song? that, you know, just gets in everyone's face and then eventually just goes away. Like, what was that? I, I wasn't watching wrestling at the time, but that uh, that uh, black uh, wrestler that was, like, Kong. I forgot what the hell that's, uh, that's was. Awesome, awesome Kong, Amazing Kong, and then uh, Karma, depending on what where you watched her. And TNA, probably her best run was Awesome Kong. Um, unfortunately, I believe she got, if I remember correctly, she got pregnant and then um, – had a miscarriage and they fired her for being out of shape during that time period. So there's some shady stuff that went on behind the scenes there, uh, including oh, the guy like, No, not TNA, WWE. It's, this was when she was in WWE. Oh. So there's, um, they had her doing the similar thing to Nia Jax. The difference is, is uh, Awesome Kong is a really great in work, in-ring worker, uh, and Jax has some work to do as far as the, like her quality of performance there was a couple of botch spots she had that that scare me um like when she's throwing bailey around that, that are yeah. kind of, would, would be nerve-wracking especially if they're planning on her working with uh sasha who's kind of can be scary in the ring at times uh, as well so hopefully you know, that all goes well they did the problem with this to me having bailey versus nia Jax uh so soon is that Bailey and Nia Jax have a natural feud if you take what's already happened in NXT. Bailey's already fought Nia Jax for the title. She conquered, you know, Nia Jax. She was the champion up until uh, Asuka took it from her. So having this, I mean, they could have built on this feud similar to what they've done with Sasha and Charlotte. Uh, instead, they're going with she's just a bully attacking Bailey's friend. And Charlotte <laughs> continues to tell Bailey each week that, you know, Sasha Banks is not her friend, which also makes sense because Bailey feuded with Sasha Banks in NXT, but they don't keep up with that in the storyline. So I always, I find it very strange how they kind of disconnect it. Um, it reminds me for all of you geeks, kind of like how if NXT is Netflix, like Daredevil and everything, like, the WWE shows are, like, the Marvel Universe. It's, like, they don't really well, – they're over there somewhere. Like, there's no real connection. Um, that was a really geeky reference, but whatever. doesn't matter. Um, 
Speaking of Nia Jax, we'll go to the next match um, with uh, Braun Strowman defeating the four guys that were uh, the size of his fucking fingers. Um, the one thing I can say, because I couldn't stand this whole entire thing, I'm mean, sick of this, it's building up to something, but it's getting on my nerves every week he fucking bitches about shit. I'm glad that Mick Foley didn't cower. Like when Braun was looking for him, he was like, what? What do you want? You know, like, because I would hate that if they try to make Mick look like, even though he's retired and everything, he wasn't the fucking badass that he always was. Um, where the hell are they going with Braun Strowman? Uh, I'm trying, uh, while, while you're talking, I'm going to look up what he's supposed to be doing at WrestleMania. I don't even think he's on this thing. So oh. <laughs> here's my exact notes from the show. Who gives a shit and how does this help Braun? So, that's, that's exactly where I was at. Um, I I get what they're trying to go do with the squash match, and if they're building towards something with Sammy, I'm assuming they're building towards something with Sammy Zayn again. Would be my guess. Uh, maybe Strowman attacking McFoley and uh, Zayn feeling that like he let me prove myself. Um, kind of vibe they could they could do something with that but other than that like i don't know where they're going with Strowman unless they have him fight lesnar after mania but as far as what are you doing on mania i have i have no clue i would, I would assume him and Sami Zayn are going to be in the ring together just because they don't have anything for Sami Zayn to do right now wasn't that such a stupid idea not giving Sami Zayn the fucking U- united states championship like why what what was that affected the storyline? Just because Chris Jericho and Kevin Owens have to be dominant until fucking Elimination Chamber, uh, or not Elimination well, Chamber, um, uh, whatever. The one uh, we all know that he's about to lose the Goldberg. You know, I mean, I I feel like Sammy needs a title. You know. Well, I mean, Sammy could also get the title at Elimination Chamber. That match hasn't been made yet, right? So you could have both of them losing the title, and that's the inevitable break—the inevitable breakup of Kevin Owens and Chris Jericho. So there, there's still a hope that he will get that title. I don't know how much that title does for Sami Zayn. I thought Sami Zayn would have been a good choice for to feed to Samoa Joe because people actually like Sami Zayn. Uh, as opposed to Roman Reigns, I thought he would have fit well in that segment. Having him fight Chris Jericho kind of points to the fact they're going to face each other at Fastlane in some capacity, I would assume. But who knows? Yeah. I agree. All right, we're going through this thing, probably for the better. Uh, Akira Tozawa uh, defeats, who cares? Is it Drew Gallick? Drew Gallick, yeah. Anyways. Uh, Gulak and he's um, a good he's a good worker. <laughs> These two had the fucking I, I match of the night. <laughs> this three I minute. Uh, <laughs> I just pay attention to Akira and like yeah, that's what sucks about someone that has to job a match is like you don't pay attention to their work as much as the guy that's like hyped up like. But he was pretty fucking awesome. That was a good introduction, I think, even though you said, like, the best match of the night was three minutes, and that's about it. Uh, did you have any highlights in, uh, directly from that match, Chris? The fact that you have a wrestler using a German suplex into a bridge to defeat people, yeah. that is my highlight of the night. <laughs> Not having to do, like, an AA off the top rope to get the pin on someone, not having a false finish, um, Tozawa in general, man, that natural charisma, the fact that they're going to book him with what seems to be Brian Kendrick, I think those two can do good things for 205, which 
really needs yeah. a face. Tazawa, with his uh, barking gimmick, the thing he's doing is kind of like the yes chance. He got the fans into this three-minute match. Um, Pretty well. Which was yeah. kind of surprising. Kind of surprising. There's a flying headbutt that uh, Tazawa hit, like when he, he dove through the ropes at ringside and hit a flying headbutt that was cool. He also hit a shining wizard, which I'm always yeah. a mark for because of Muda. Yeah. <laughs> and they both got, you know, they both looked strong in the match. It wasn't like he just absolutely demolished Gulak. He sold it. It was a good match overall, especially for it being three minutes. I would have preferred to see that go longer. I wish they would give some of these cruiserweights a little more time, especially if they can wrestle a, a, a standard format WWE match, which I think that was more than capable of. No, I, I definitely agree with you. Um, it was just a fun match. It reminded me, like, that's what I like about the, is it 205 uh, Live? Is that it yeah. reminds me of, and it probably reminds you of, too, the great golden years of watch the first half of Nitro and watch the second half of Raw, basically, <laughs> like that we used to all do because of how badass the cruiserweight matches were at the beginning of the thing, and then kind of like would go to shit. I'm talking about when WCW started being like, completely monotonous after a while, um, and WWE caught, caught, caught up to them. But, like, their cruiserweight matches are classics and some of the best wrestling matches of all time. And this new stuff, it's, it's not the same, and it's not an imitation, but it's great that they're giving a highlight to the cruiserweight division in WWE. Um, I think right, the big – the, the uh, big... Oh, sorry. The, we're, well, we're, one, more, one, more, one more thing on 205. I think the biggest problem is people have to know to watch 205 it being on Raw, it's not getting the love it needs. I think it would make more sense to move it to SmackDown um, if they can do that. Uh, but they need more than three minutes to work a match. Otherwise, it just looks like a spot Absolutely. fest. Especially if you have someone like Rich Swan or uh, Cedric and Cedric Alexander. Those guys are high flyers. But when you're working three minutes, it just looks like you're trying to get your shit in. You're not telling a story. And... Um, that's that's a problem in wrestling in general. You don't want it to look yep. like a spot fest. So that, that was just that was all think, I. Do you think uh, that a lot of people are watching it off of the network, like the actual besides like the diehard fans? I would think so. I mean, like, well, the die, I would say the diehard fans are watching it off the network. I watch. I, I kind of wish watch, they didn't do a separate show. I can. Yeah. I, I mean, you that. have three uh, hours of Raw, just make, like, just dedicate 30 minutes of that to the Cruiserweights, and you can get the same thing. And it's an hour show with 30 minutes of recaps anyways on 205 Live, so it's not it's not like they would lose anything by just giving it 30 minutes. But having them do, like, three-minute matches or six-minute tag matches to try to get that show over on Raw when it comes on after SmackDown just doesn't make any sense. And these guys are, like, you know, they're good, right? If you watch that cruiserweight tournament, they're c- capable of some great matches. But I don't know that anyone's going to have a good match in three minutes, and with with the exception of if you're just having Goldberg lay people out. Like, I guess you can call that a good match, but it is what it is. We should have uh, what I want to watch is the whole cruiserweight division fight Goldberg and Brock Lesnar in a steel cage. That's my next match uh, idea for WWE. <laughs> I'm like curious um, how went just with a bridge, bridge German suplex. He turns into like a flaming fucking phoenix afterwards and just fucking gets – yeah. All right. Uh, WWE Raw Tag Team Championship match. Carl Anderson and Luke Gallows, thank God they're champs, uh, defeat Sheamus and Cesaro, also called the 
um, Luke Gallows versus uh, Enzo Amore's face fucking match because he kicked the shit out of him. Uh, that was one of my favorite parts of the match, actually, because I kind of find Cass and Enzo pretty fucking annoying. But um, so are we glossing issue. over? Are we glossing? We're glossing over the Goldberg, or are we saving that for later? Oh, you know what? I, I, I completely forgot. We we didn't go over Mr. Goldberg talking to the two of them. I don't have that spot. Uh, the only well, reason I remember is they they put it in this weird section of the show right at hour two, which is something they never do with Goldberg. And apparently, from what I've read, the ratings um, suffered towards the third hour because I guess they were waiting for Goldberg to show up, and then once he showed up, they left. But... Yeah, that was, this happened at the beginning, right before that match. I do want to talk about Anderson Gallows though, and um, this whole the whole the whole tag team division on Raw in general. <laughs> it got me kind of heated, but we'll go over that, I guess. Well, yeah, no, no. Now that you mentioned it, though, we should definitely go over that Chris Jericho uh, Goldberg Kevin Owens spot. Like, very comedic. I liked it. Goldberg's threatening Kevin Owens for some reason. Chris Jericho says yes to him. Uh, for that match at Roadblock, um, uh, uh, whatever. I don't even – look, it's not that I didn't root for Goldberg when I was a kid or appreciate the fact that, you know, he likes doing charities and stuff like that. I just never thought that he was the greatest wrestler, um, and I'm not just trying to dog him on that. I know he's gotten better, I'm sure, over the years, and he's in great shape, but I'm just not interested in this whole entire fucking thing where he's making Brock Lesnar oh, – the great – Great concepts and completely like out of nowhere, but just completely breaking him down, you know, and just, I just find it astonishing. Why, what direction? Here's the actual reason, okay? Why the fuck didn't you give this attention to Sting when he was there? Instead of putting him through the most bullshit that basically was what happened to him, um, you know, he could have won against Hunter. It could have had nothing to do with NWO and fucking DX or the Monday Night Wars. It could have just been him going against Triple H. Just give him one fucking win and give him a fucking title win with, with uh, you know, with uh, – I understand he got hurt in the match, and there's no reason he should agree to some of the spots that he did. And thank God Dean Ambrose – or not Dean Ambrose, but Seth Rollins is not doing those power bombs in the fucking corners anymore. But that was a lot of sting agreeing to do that. I just – I. It, what was the point of all that? What was the point of not ha- having a go against Undertaker and then we're giving Goldberg probably the title, making him make Brock Lesnar look like a fucking bitch, probably one of the co-heading WrestleMania. Do you understand how frustrated I am right now, uh, <laughs> Chris? Yeah, I mean, it's it- definitely a thing to get frustrating about unless they turn it at WrestleMania and have Brock Lesnar beat this guy in like 30 seconds with a Kamora lock so. or something and just like break his leg and in, in Goldberg's career, which would be great, which WWE, if some nerd from their company happens to be listening to this, which I doubt if you take that idea, oh, idea, cop, cop, copyright Chris Patton on that one. Cause that's how, that's how you make a formidable foe. Um, I don't know. I like the Goldberg quote. He's like, you got two choices, ladies. Just step aside and live, or you can see. We can see if you can grow a pair and step up to the plate. Take me on two-on-one right now. Like, he's, like, calling for a handicap match. It does make Chris Jericho and Kevin Owens look like a bitch. It would have been awesome if they jumped him. <laughs> like, that would have been great, especially 
because they're building that match towards fast lane, and I don't think he's going to be back before the pay-per-view. Um, he accepted Brock's challenge. Kevin Owens clapped, which I thought was <laughs> amazing. His rebuttal was great. And then, of course, uh, Jericho, uh, Jericho accepted a title match on Kevin Owens' behalf because Jericho is the heel in this romantic relationship that they have going at this point, I believe. Um, Princess. Which, he he literally wants Kevin Owens to lose that title at this point. I would assume based on what they have him saying, but um, it's always funny to see Jericho and Goldberg work anywhere near each other in the ring because of the stories of the heat they had in WCW. Specifically, I believe Jericho oh, yeah. choked choked Goldberg out backstage, if I recall properly. He caught him with like a front face or a, a guillotine, like a front guillotine, and just like choked him out. But uh, so it's funny to see those guys in the ring in general, especially if you're a WCW fan. Um, I hate Goldberg. I never liked Goldberg. I was a Sting fan. I wanted Sting to be the savior of WCW, not Goldberg. Um, watching Goldberg do two-minute matches as a kid that didn't have cable and had to watch Raw recorded at his grandparents' house, watching Goldberg just squash people on Nitro in a minute and 30 seconds were never that impressive. They buried some hardcore good talent with Tim. Um, specifically a lot of the mid-card cruiserweights that went on to WWE and got big. Um, uh, Raven and his entire flock, for instance, oh, yeah. that had something really cool with. Um, so I, I was never a big fan of Goldberg in general. Um, even as a kid of that age, thinks Goldberg should have been like the Disney's or whatever. I watched enough wrestling, <laughs> even at that age, to be like, what the hell is with this guy? Like, uh, I don't know. He, he has He has three moves that he can do. He's not going to be able to wrestle full match. So the only thing you got him for is to beat Kevin Owens in two minutes at fast lane and then have Lesnar beat him because Lesnar's capable of working a full match and being your champion, but Goldberg's not, unless they're going to leave the title on Goldberg and have him squash match people for an entire year. This entire match makes no sense. Now they didn't say it's no disqualification, so there's still a way for Kevin Owens to scumbag his way out of this, and you still get Chris Jericho and Chris Owens for the title. But that doesn't seem to be what's happening here. Yeah, the prediction. So. You know, you know what I, you know what I love about uh, Chris Jericho is that he's the only one that had the balls. And you would think of of all wrestlers, Chris Jericho. And I mean, Jericho's a pretty big guy, but. He's he's confronted both Goldberg and Brock Lesnar on a serious note, got in their face and had an interaction like that. I just, you know, you would never think for the, the lead singer Fozzie or, or Mr. Fucking Scarf and List, you know, would be that much of a badass. But he is. And I'm a big, well, it, big it, fan it helps, it helps. Chris Jericho. I think it, yeah, me too. I love Chris Jericho. But I would think it helps that he has the boys' backs. Like, if... You know what I mean? Like Goldberg was a shit, shit, like kind of a shitty person in WCW as far as interacting with everyone else because he got this massive push and kind of blew by these lower guys. Like if Goldberg would have worked over Chris Jericho, he would have got jumped by a bunch of other people more than likely. The people working on the mid card. I mean, you got to remember Chris Benoit there. <laughs> like uh, there's yeah. a lot of people that Jericho was friends with. So. It's easier to talk uh, talk shit and grab people up. But it is funny that he was able to shoot on Goldberg because Goldberg uh, 
did not know anything about wrestling, as we can all see every time he works a match, whether it be amateur wrestling or actual wrestling. And that spear you know, doesn't look anywhere near as good as Roman Reigns' spear. I'm going to go ahead and no, say that. Not. He needs to work on that. Or edges, or fucking rhinos. It's it's probably like the sloppiest out of all of them. It's so stiff. He's a very stiff guy. I mean, it's just funny how, you know, especially me because I'm obsessed with it. I like to make all these comparisons with wrestlers. He's got a perfect clone Ryback right now. Bye-bye for doing the same shit that was basically the same type of concept. Uh, I, I, I mean, I've heard CM Punk go on and on about how horrible he was to work with in the ring. Very similar to hear what Jericho has to say about him. So I don't know why they're giving him a push. I am pissed because of how they do the thing. It's one of my only flaws, I think, with WWE uh, currently going. But whatever. Let's get past that and let's get back into that tag match. Or like I said, uh, Luke Gallows uh, versus, uh, whatchamacallit, uh, Enzo Amore's face. Uh, how, how did you feel about the tag match? The match itself was fine. I didn't mind the ringside thing. Hold on one second. Let me grab my cat. He's being crazy. <laughs> Sorry. Grab your cat. Yeah, it, I, it, that was my favorite part, honestly, is when he kicked him in the face. Because, like, the reaction of Enzo Moore was just like, hey, what the fuck? Like, oh, God, I just, I don't get that. Like, I mean, they're they're kind of like this new age version of uh, that, uh, whatchamacallit, um, the outlaw Jesse James, Bass, Billy Gunn, like that whole entire shtick, but it just doesn't work with me. Um, but, yeah, other than that, like I was saying, how did you like the match? So you're saying the New Age Outlaws are essentially new new, new Age yeah. Outlaws. Yeah, I, mean, I like the New Age Outlaws. They had their shtick. They would say it out while they were coming to the ring. They definitely made that popular first. Um, and these guys kind of have, like, their similar thing, the soft stuff. I'm just like you guys are just like some dumb guidos. It just it just it doesn't work. It doesn't resonate, if you will. Here is my primary problem with this match. Um, Anderson Gallows are great. I think they're a good tag team to put the titles on because you have three face teams and no heels. I mean, the Shining Stars, I guess, are heels, but they're more of a comedy gimmick. Where the fuck is the New Day? <laughs> Why aren't they out here? <laughs> like, where's our titles that <laughs> we held for? What was it, 400 and something, 460 something days, or the, the record holders holding this title? Why are they Beating not the like? Uh, <laughs> yeah, why are they not inciting their rematch clause? I think if you hold the title for a year, if I hear someone say they they're inciting the rematch clause after like one week, two months from now, I'm going to be heated about this because they have the new day doing nothing. So unless they're planning on breaking the new day up. Um, I don't understand what they're doing. Uh, the match itself was fine. Uh, Carl Anderson's a great worker. He's always enjoyable yeah. to watch. I, w- I would love to see him get a singles run. I don't think he ever will. He's good on the mic, too. Uh, New Japan, he did some pretty cool stuff with Bullet Club. Of course, everybody loves Bullet Club. Throw that out there. But, uh, yeah, I, it, it was a club, le- this was right? an 11-minute match. 11-minute match, DQ. Um it's just I, I hate these finishes. I, there's a way they they should have just had them feed into a count out, like or fight into a count out or something. If you want to do a DQ finish, having Enzo and uh, Cass there is only good if we're going to do a three way for the tag title, which sounds about as exciting as um, Stephanie McMahon the fucking uh, tag title match. Or we'll get into that for SmackDown, but that was just a fucking shit show. But I mean you. 
there's just so many other ways to get the same finish. Like they they've done yeah. the referee spots. Like instead of doing the ref spots, just have them brawl. I mean, they're pissed at each other. Maybe don't even have the match. Just have them fight for ten minutes. Go backstage, hit somebody with a thing of popcorn or something. Ridiculous. Think, channel your inner nineties. Throw someone in a garbage can. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, no, I, I completely agree with you on that. So oh, I mean, man. it's fine. It was it was really funny watching Enzo sell that kick out of the chair. <laughs> You're 100 percent right about that. That guy is a uh, is hilarious on on the mic He's a and man. the way he sells. But I think it would be great if they just got the Brooklyn Brawler to be their manager and they start doing like oh, a serious God. Team or something. <laughs> Oh, that's awesome. Or, or yeah, when yeah, inevitably, yeah. Cass outgrow, inevitably Cass will outgrow Enzo just because of his size as far as Vince McMahon goes. You just book yeah. Enzo with Brooklyn Brawler and then create the next best jobber of all time. Like, <laughs> oh, <laughs> like have God, Brooklyn so just perfect. be his manager. It'd be amazing. I want that to happen. I, I want Brooklyn Brawler to show up and groom Enzo Amore and for some reason have the old school hardcore title. Uh, from WWE, just put them like he just stole it, and that's that's his. He just claimed it for himself. Yeah, someone beat him. They just feared that whole thing again. They just feared for <laughs> six months over the hardcore title. Raven, Raven comes out of nowhere and hits him with the fucking chair and pins him right then and there, and they start that whole thing up again. That was a fun. Those are fun times. Yeah. All right. Uh, it was the, fun, uh, but it. I feel bad for like the people that were stat kept keeping the title changes back then. They have the WWE encyclopedia and it's like four pages of title changes or that fucking title. Oh, so we're getting man. to the good stuff. We're getting out of yeah. here. The uh they did the the Rock and Roll Express, right? That was the was that in this I didn't see that in your notes. They did the highlight video. Well they also did it uh, after the New Day. Well, we haven't talked about New Day. Well, I talked about New Day, but we haven't actually talked about the match. My bad. No, you're good, dude. If anything, it sounds like your notes are a little more extensive than mine. Um, my, I was about to go over the uh, United States Championship. Is that where you're at? Well, I had – let's see what my notes said. This was a shitty match. Oh, what the hell are they doing with New Day – um, oh yeah. Um, Big E was doing some belly to belly suplexes, and then he belly to belly the guy, and he like started gyrating his hips. And Corey Graves said, "That's just inappropriate," which I thought was amazing. I wrote down here. <laughs> and then they yeah. hit the midnight hour for the win. That was a pretty straightforward match. They need to do something with New Day, or they're gonna lose all of what they've built. You know what I think they I should do? They want to put them in five minutes. Have Xavier Woods turn heel against the other two because he's the best Mike if, man in the group. Yeah, you could do that, but I mean, they could just break up and then individually do something like have some type of exit uh, storyline where, yeah, there is some dissension and then they say, screw it. Because I think all three wrestlers could do, go, you know, Kofi could go into the cruiserweight division. Xavier's got a lot of great, you know, Mike skills. Uh, so does Big E. You know, I think that, I've talked about this beforehand. Like, some of them could try heel, but I just I'm, I think the New Day has run its course. And if they're not going to figure out anything to do with them, they might as well just say screw it. Um, at least to me, 
because uh, do you see them giving the tag or the tag championship anytime soon? Especially with that Sheamus and Unless they're building. I mean, you have to have New Day in your in your main card for WrestleMania, right? Um, possibly. I don't. Nope, I don't see that on mine. They came, they came out of a giant box of bootios last year. I'm just. They're still more over than anyone else in that tag team division. Maybe with the exception of Enzo and Cap. So I feel like there'll be a four-way for the titles, which is a terrible way to do a tag match. Four-way tag matches are just disgusting. But, yeah, I don't know. I think they'll get the titles back at WrestleMania, honestly. Probably. I don't know. Uh, so, um, is the uh, U.S. Uh, championship the next one on your notes? It actually is. Yes, that we're. I think we're on the same page from here on out. Okay. Yeah, we got two more basically. Uh, this one and obviously some Mojo and Roman Reigns. Uh, all right. So uh, one between okay, we one we're, between we're, that. Oh, there is. What the fuck am I getting this yeah. from? And I I should have recaps. Uh, raw. I watched it yesterday for Grace Six. Anyway, uh, 205 uh, had that three, the three, three-way with uh, Neville. Oh yeah, that's right. Okay. Well, we'll we'll have to probably skip that. Try to get through this uh, rest of this event. But um, U.S. Championship. Uh, Jericho defeats Sami Zayn. I, I mean, I was already talking about this. I, I think this was a good opportunity to have like Jericho get pissed that he loses the title and add a little bit of fuel. Uh, maybe maybe have it so that Kevin Owens um, isn't able to help him. So, I mean, even though they've already fucking done that, but um, kind of fuel this thing into more of like a rivalry instead of like two best friends skipping while they're about to go to battle and beat the shit out of each other. Um, the match was good. Uh, when do you – how did you feel about the match overall, and when do you think they're going to make their move with Sami Zayn? I don't know that Sami Zayn's ever going to get the move if you're talking about a top title contender. He kind of reminds me of Kofi Kingston a little bit in the sense like Kofi has always been right there but never gotten pushed to the top. He's a great ring ring worker. I I loved his ring honor work with uh, El Generico, him him, him and, of course, the man he's against, well, Kevin Owens technically in the corner, but you know, uh, he's a great wrestler. I just don't see them doing anything with him. And then they they have him act like a goof, you know, when he's on camera. Like, they had him tag with Roman and Seth. I think me and you talked about this a couple weeks ago. Tag with Roman and yep. Seth. And, and Sammy's cutting this, like, baby face promo and trying to get them hyped for the match. Like, yo, we're going to team up. We're going to beat these scumbags. And they just, like, he goes to pound them or put their hands in to do, like, the break kind of thing. And they just both look at him and like he's a joke. And it's it's kind of sad. Sami Zayn's probably the only true baby face um, going for a title at this point. And yeah, I don't I don't know what they're doing. It was a good ten minute match. It was a it was a uh, I think I have it at ten minutes exactly. Actually, they hit the hit the USA ten minute spot. And um, Owens did like this. Funny uh, leaping high five at ringside, which was great. Um, Sammy landed the yeah. blue thunder bomb, which was good. Uh, you got a this is awesome chance, and the, the fans were into it. 
it was a hot match. It was a good match. I would love to see Jericho win with Walls Jericho for once, even if it's, you know, he's distracting the referee, Kevin super kicks him, and, and he gets put in and he makes Sami Zayn tap out. They need to reinforce how powerful the Walls of Jericho is. Because just having him cinch it in the middle and expecting people to remember like seven years ago or eight years ago when he actually won a match with his hold is a, is a hard ask. This is the guy that last WrestleMania beat AJ Styles clean. Yep. They're having him do, you know, rely on Kevin Owens to, to win matches, which is fine. I mean, Jericho is good enough to cheat without Kevin Owens being at ringside. Like, he's played that character many a times. Like, I gouge you know, distract the wrath. You know, there's all sorts of stuff that Jericho could do without Kevin Owens and be a heel. But if Owens is going to be there and you're going to have the super kick thing, I think you should super kick him and then Jericho make him tap out. I think it leaves more of an impression on the crowd. Um, it was an okay finish. He hit the code breaker. I'm not a big fan of the code breaker move in general. But whatever it was, what it was, is what Chris Jericho does now. Um, Jericho's great on the mic. This is a good match overall for what it was. It's probably actually the match of the night. I know I said Tozawa earlier, <laughs> which was great. And if you're just quantity, if you're doing quality over quantity, then the Tozawa match was the best. But um, overall, I think I think that was probably the match of the night on this card was Chris Jericho versus Sami Zayn. And if they work each other at Fastlane, it'll be a damn good match. We'll see what happens. Um, Sami Zayn's a great in-ring worker. I hope that they don't fuck him over and waste his career, but we'll see what happens. I feel like they're going to use him in some way. Um, you know, I, I thought the next match was, was great too. Not the cruiserweight, but the final match between Samoa Joe and uh, Roman Reigns. I, I, I agree with you. I think that Chris Jericho, uh, Sami Zayn was the best. Uh, but this last one, I mean, they were beating the shit out of each other. Um, very impressive seeing Roman Reigns do the one-arm, uh, you know, pull-up to do the um, Samoa, Samoan drop on Samoa Joe. Uh, that guy is fucking strong as shit. Cause I know that Samoa Joe, he made it look, like, pretty easy. I know that he missed it the first time, but the second time, it was like, it was nothing. Uh, they just, they beat the crap out of each other, and, you know, uh, then Braun Strowman comes out. Yeah, I could distract him. Obviously, Samoa Joe wins. Um, one thing I was going to ask you, do you think that they're not allowing Samoa Joe to do uh, his move anymore? You're talking about the muscle uh, buster? Yeah, because of, like, you know, issues in the past with people. Obviously, Tyson Kidd being one. I, I don't know if they're making it optional or not, because when he was in NXT, he definitely has – he didn't hit it against Nakamura, but he – maybe he no. did. Did he – he hit it against uh, Sami Zayn for the – or not Finn Balor for the title. In one of those title matches, uh, Finn Balor was on the top rope, and he hooked him from the top rope and hit a muscle buster. So I don't know if it's just like, hey, do you want to do this spot? Honestly, he doesn't need the muscle buster. It's a great move. Um, I can see why they don't want him to do it anymore. I don't know if Tyson Kidd is going to wall or something. It's a dangerous move. It's hard to take. And not everybody's going to be able to do it right, but – I mean, it's more effective when he's just choking dudes out. Like, it looks vicious. Yeah. It's a vicious move. The muscle Absolutely. buster is a great move, especially when he does that crazy top rope muscle muscle buster. You might be on something with him asking them to stop doing that because Kevin Owens used to do that spot on the superplex 
where people would try to get him in the superplex and he would, he would like telegraph it into like a kind of like an inverted muscle buster or something. I don't know exactly what you would call it, but it was a similar move. And uh, he's cut the, he stopped that. He also stopped his, uh, I don't know if you noticed that, but that spinning moonsault he does where he starts on the second rope and then spins to the top rope and hits the moonsault. So I don't know if he clips somebody. Oh with yeah, that you're right. Something. He, doesn't he do the package pile driver anymore either? Like it seems like he's he's not allowed to do a couple of his moves. Uh, well, pile drivers in general, the only people that are allowed to do those are fucking Undertaker and Kane. That's pretty much it. Yeah. When you get to the main roster, I guess NXT they let them go a little bit because I don't know they don't. I guess they don't feel like they have as much to lose. But I don't think you'll see Samoa Joe hitting a oh, buster, which is a shame. It's the oh, same thing. Know, I, like now that. You remember uh, the vertebraker from Shane Helms? Like, it was such a badass move, and a bunch of people did it back then. I think that CM Punk used to do up top ropes in, um, in uh, Ring of Honor. Uh, I might be wrong about that, but maybe it's just a move where, you know, it just looks too dangerous and fucking, I don't know. Maybe it's a smart idea, based on what I'm saying, that they pulled it, if that's the case. I mean, the muscle buster is essentially just a package suplex, right? Am I incorrect yeah. on this? I mean, but the fact uh, that yeah. is right on top of the uh, the shoulder, and you're driving them down into it. I mean, that's I don't know. It's not as loose, and, and the way Samoa Joe does it, it's pretty violent. Uh, or well, at least the way that he makes it look. But well, I mean, Samoa uh, does uh, everything with violent. Yeah. I, I hate yeah, I that mean, he's that's... getting pulled into a storyline of hurting another wrestler. <laughs> Once he knew Seth Rollins was yeah. hurt, he should have told Triple H to hit him with a chair on the leg or something and be like, oh, there it is. Because I, I really don't want to hear Bret Hart talk about this. Oh, my God. Really don't. <laughs> I really don't uh, want to hear it. Because Joe's great, man. He's a great heel. Uh, he's got a lot of qualities that remind me of Taz. He's got a lot of qualities that remind me of Triple H, even. He's just a badass, just scary dude. You don't want to fuck with this guy. And uh, yeah, I I think that a lot of stuff that Brett says, even about Seth Rollins, is just ridiculous. Like shit happens. Like I understand that's what the wrestlers know what they're getting into. Obviously, you're trying to handle them well. And I've heard Brett go like, I never heard a wrestler in the ring, and I'm like, really? You've never heard anyone like even accidental from the spot. You, all of your all of your spots are perfect. And maybe I shouldn't question the Hitman, but just he's become a cranky old dude. Like. Jesus. For well, like the last, like, well, the hit, most of I mean, the most of the hitman spots were perfect, but yeah. his shit didn't look as vicious as Samoa Joe's. Like Samoa Joe works a strong, like well, I hate to use the term strong style, but more of a Japanese style. It's it's meant to look brutal. Yep. They, I mean, they specifically talk about how he's a trained mixed martial artist. Like that's part of his gimmick. Daniel Bryan did the same thing. Daniel Bryan could have easily gave somebody a concussion with one of those kicks if he hit pull it just right which is why like when you watch Miz do it it's embarrassing because Miz is like the softest worker ever like Miz is like Bret Hart now like he's the soft worker he doesn't lay anything in so I mean when you when you talk about this is the difference between WWE and like New Japan which we're I'm sure we're gonna get to later but they lay their shit in like it's stiff so you know, it happens. I, I don't care that he doesn't have the muscle buster. Samojo doesn't need it. He, that Koji clutch is can Pretty almost be violent. like an RKO where you can hit it at any point. 
which is better than having a muscle buster because you have to set it up. Like if you use the Koji clutch right, you can almost use it like Brock Lesnar was doing with the Kimura lock when he was feuding with John Cena, where you can just hit this thing and choke people out. Similar to what Taz used to do in ECW. Like one guy misses a punch and you're choking him out. Like I think that's better than the muscle buster, but the muscle buster is a cool move and I'm sad to see it go. The same thing with Randy Orton's punt. I think Randy Orton should be using the punt right yeah. now instead of the RKO. Like, as a heel, especially if you're going for the heel, people are going to pop for the RKO because it's the RKO. Like, you switch to the punt. Start putting people out of condition or something, which I know they don't want to do because of the concussion thing, but still, bring it back. Bring back the punt. Bring back the punt. Well, it's a hard move to, like, make look good without connecting hard enough. So, I, I you know, kicking in the head uh, – Shit, I mean, Pride used to do it, but that was a little bit different. <laughs> but anyways, yeah, uh, getting back to the match, uh, good ending. Obviously, they're going to feud. Obviously, Braun Strowman is going to beat the crap out of Roman Reigns. Or who do you think is going to win did you, at Roadblock? Did you, two of them? did you like the ending of this match? No, Personally not, hated not, it. not in particular. No, not in particular. I, I, no. Thought, it, I thought it made Samojo it's look soft. It did. Um, I wish that Braun would have interfered at the beginning and Samoa Joe would have choked him out or something. Like, yeah, I wish – if you're going to – Samoa Joe should be your monster. If you're going off the thing that he puts Seth Rollins on the shelf, he should be a danger to everyone. You shouldn't have him have – like, especially because of the way they set it up. Like, if he had the upper hand on Reigns the entire time and then Braun just comes out and Samoa's just like, whatever, and leaves and Braun destroys him, that's fine. But having him like set up for the spear and then Braun come out makes it a little like Samoa Joe ain't shit, which I don't like as a debut for any kind of monster heel. They didn't do that with Kevin Owens. Kevin Owens came out and he powerbombed the shit out of John Cena. And that was over. Yeah, he did. He immediately got heat for it. So when you start putting Joe and stuff like this, it's not good. It's not a good look. So hopefully that's the end of that program and I don't have to see Reigns and Joe again. But uh, Reigns needs to either add some moves or do something other than, like, the finisher being the spear. But he was dead to rights. Like, the way they told that story is that Roman Reigns was going to win that match with a spear if it wasn't for Braun Strowman, which makes your new monster heel look like, oh, yeah, you're great, but, like, Roman Reigns beat him, which is dumb. It's just dumb booking. Like, there's other ways to handle that and get the same heat on Braun. You could have just not had the match that had Braun attack him before he ever walked out of the ramp. There's other ways to handle yeah. it. So I was not a fan of this match at all. It was a good match as far as the in-ring work. So uh, I won't say it's a bad match. The storytelling in the match was kind of lackluster if you're trying to get Joe over as a heel that's destroying people, which they might have to do because Seth Rollins might not be ready to go at WrestleMania which would build to Seth Rollins versus Joe before it would Seth Rollins versus Triple H, which is what I was assuming they were doing before he got hurt. So, Well, apparently with the matches that we have, uh, that that's supposed to be one of them, but I, I doubt that's going to happen. You know, we've heard a lot of uh, rumors that Seth Rollins will be fine by Mania, and then some of them say that he's going to be out for a long time. So who knows with that? But, yeah, I agree with you. Uh, definitely when telling his story, it did uh, – you know, you pointed it out more, uh, but it made Samoa Joe kind of look like a bitch. Uh, so that's that isn't good because he is supposed to be that heel. He's, if if it was someone like The Miz, it would make sense. Uh, but yes, having Samoa Joe have that happen his first time, 
Oh, well, uh, I'm sure they're going to get past it. I, I think Samoa Joe is going to be – I think they'll have the title very soon. I don't think that – he's he's like, to me, like um, uh, AJ Styles. Like, I think they're going to take advantage of him pretty fucking quickly. I could be wrong, though. But uh, let's move on to SmackDown, try to get this knocked out pretty quickly. Honestly, I have four matches on my end. Do you, uh, do you have, like, some of the spots in between or anything like that? Uh, nothing of note. I, SmackDown okay. was kind of boring. There was good matches on SmackDown. Um, I thought SmackDown was a better show overall, uh, minus this fucking horrible segment with uh, Nikki and <laughs> Natalia. But uh, <laughs> we can talk about that later, yeah. I guess, when we get through. Now we're gonna skip that, and we're, I'm gonna say actually the signing between the four ladies that was good. They did get one up on each other, and I liked that. And I'm looking forward to seeing. Uh, them face off, um, but let's 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 go through the actual meat of it. With um, this four way match was pretty fucking good, and it was very interesting them having Darren Corbin come out on top. Um, I like the thought starting off with Daniel Bryan. I love that comment he said to the Miz, where he's like, "You can't wrestle." And he's like, "Well, that never really stopped you from getting the ring." So, like that was a, it was, that was awesome. <laughs> It was great, but it's just setting up for a one-minute squash match at WrestleMania or something where Daniel Bryan yeah. lays in, like, a lock and makes Miz tap. Because I hope not. Like, <laughs> seriously. Or is, they like, Brie going to come like back that. and wrestle, like, is Brie going to come back with Daniel and wrestle, like, Miz versus Marie? Like, there's shit that they're doing there that doesn't – it doesn't have a payoff. No, it, it doesn't. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? Like, Daniel Bryan can't yeah. wrestle – so if he comes into a match, he's just going to have to squash Miz unless you have him interfere in one of Miz's matches, which just makes Daniel Bryan a heel, which I don't like. Essentially. <laughs> so, well, it's kind of similar. Didn't they do that, that with Shawn Michaels? Uh, and did, didn't they do that with Shawn Michaels with Daniel Bryan like a few years back where he just came out and he super kicked them and then they didn't do anything from there? They just had him do that to him for some reason? If they did, I probably hated that too. <laughs> but fucking, it sounds well, believable. How did how did you like the match overall? Uh, you know, and and Baron Corbin winning the uh, lone wolf. The match was the, the match was great. Baron Corbin's finisher is my favorite finisher in the WWE yeah, right now. The, the end of days awesome. looks amazing. It's not anything that's hard to take as a uh, as far as a bump goes. It's just a good looking finisher. Um, I just hope Baron Corbin advances on the mic or they give him, like, a Paul Heyman-type guy. There's got to be more people that can talk shit than Paul Heyman. Like, find this guy a manager. Like, please well, that's, find that's, manager. that's another story for another day about just bring managers back in general, but whatever. Like, good managers. Like, heels. Yeah. <laughs> Some good heel managers. Like, make, him, make Paul E. Heyman start a school called, like, be a heel manager or something, and you can go for like a twelve week seminar or something. Have have like Bobby the Brain Heenan write the books, like the 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 textbooks and shit like that. Harvey Whippleman can be there to do like a course. You know, uh, Jim Cornette can get there, and then they feed him to alligators because I can't stand Jim Cornette. Um, the, ma- the, anyway. the, the match itself is great. I, I'm a I'm a fan of Miz. I know a lot of people aren't a fan of him. Like he works I really soft Miz. in the ring. But he is uh, he's one of the only heels. Like, he's a heel. Like, you know, like, as far as SmackDown goes, there's no de- debating on whether Miz is a bad guy, unlike some of these people. I guess Baron Corbin is a bad guy, but, like, is, 
Adrian, you weren't a bad guy. Like, I don't know. AJ Styles <laughs> wants people to dislike him so bad. AJ Styles <laughs> is like the opposite Roman Reigns. Like, he's the anti-Roman Reigns. Think about this. Because he's like, you, will, will you shut up? I'm trying to talk. And then people get louder. And, like, I love AJ, but he's not the best mic worker. Like, let's let's be honest. Like, he's not bad or anything like that, but he's definitely, like, you know, when you put him against the Miz, it's kind of funny. But, like, that was so hilarious. He actually twice tried to tell everyone to shut up and stop cheering for him, and they got louder. <laughs> he did He, he did have one great line a couple weeks ago. It wasn't this week where they were chanting AJ Styles, and he just looked at it. This may have been about a month ago, actually. He looked at the crowd, and he's like, I know what my name is. You should just do that every time until That's it gets that, over. That reminds me of Jericho when, when he came back and they would be like, you still got it. And he would like, he would always scream like, I never had like lost it. What are you talking about? Like, that's how the <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Jericho's oh, great man, at being but... good. Um, I will say that uh, AJ Styles is good at working heel in ring, which helps. Yeah. Cause that John Cena, which I guess we're going to talk about later, the John Cena, AJ Styles match. He turned it, which was great. And we'll talk about that, but fucking AJ Styles is great, man. Like he's, he's a great wrestler. He's the yeah. best wrestler they have on the roster right now, and he's been the best wrestler for a long time. It's not surprised hey, that AJ Georgia Styles went off. And he's from Gainesville, Georgia, my hometown, where I was born and raised. So, of course, I give him more props than he deserves. The the, the Hell County. <laughs> and he's a, so. he's one of the only wrestlers I've ever met in real life, and he's a very nice guy. Back when he was in TNA and I was working at uh, Ruby Tuesdays at the Mall of Georgia, he came in a couple of times and I served him. Nice dude, uh, nice family man, you know. And I'm glad he's getting the uh, – I mean, it, it's fucking – it's about time. Like, with people like him and Samoa Joe, it's like, Jesus. Like, there, like how old is, is AJ? He's, like, in his 30s, right? 35 or 36, I think. I think that's what they yeah, were saying. He's getting older, man. So he's got. Crazy. I mean, he's got. He he's taking care of himself, which is good. Uh, Remember him on Nitro? He was he was one of the only good things about Nitro towards the end. Uh, before what was it? What was it? Air uh, Air Strike or Top Gun or he had some kind of gimmick related to him yep. being like a high flyer. It was like Evan Airborne, basically, <laughs> but before Evan Flying Airborne Brian was. Pillman, man. <laughs> well, Flying Brian was awesome. <laughs> No, but I'm just saying, it's the same type of concept. Uh, but anyways, uh, let's, let's move on. Uh, so, dude, I don't – I mean, I guess – I always complain about Dolph Ziggler, um, and he's going on this heel route. I'm not really sure what what's, what, what it's going to do for anyone for Apollo Crews and Kalisto to fight him two-on-one uh, at Roadblock. I don't know if that's a really smart decision at all. Um, or what, at, uh, what, is the, what is the move there? You're, like, your baby faces lose – but they're in a handicap match against the bad guy. So are they just going to beat the shit out of him? Is that the, is that the end goal? Is this like, yeah, they finally got their revenge. Like he's going to have to do some terrible stuff <laughs> for the next, like two, like what is it, a month oh. and a half for that to get over. Like he's going to have to really lay in. That's, is that is happening in mania or is that happening in elimination <laughs> chamber? Because eliminate, if it's happening in elimination, elimination chamber, chamber, it's like, He's going to have to, like, break Kalisto's leg before the match to keep his heel heat. <laughs> like, it's so dumb, though. I was All hoping. Right. 
What were you going to say? I was going to say, in general, when you have a handicap match, it's so that the bad guys have the upper hand on the good guy. It's never the opposite. It's never like, here's the two good guys jumping the bad guy. Like, that's never that's never a good way to book anything. Like, that's terrible. No. Like, whoever came up no. with that concept should be shot unless they have an idea of, like, he's going to injure one of them before the match, which they may do. They may have him Maybe do Vince that. Russo he may injure match. both of them. Yeah, well, even Vince Russo, I don't think it would book that. I mean, oh. He would just have, like, people get naked or something, or, like, Dolph Ziggler's girlfriend <laughs> be a stripper or something weird like that. Oh, God. <laughs> uh, yeah, and one thing I love is that this happened, I think, about a year ago. Uh, uh, Shawn Michaels had an interview with, on the uh, Stone Cold podcast, and he mentioned Dolph and how he really liked Dolph, but, like, kind of constructive criticism, like, I'm kind of getting sick of him just doing, like, little tributes to me. And he tells him about it, apparently, too. Like, you know, like, hey, that was for you, or I got some stuff lined up. And so now uh, you're going heel, and you decide to basically take Shawn Michaels' exact outfit, and you you just do the super kick now. That's that's your main move is just a super kick. Like, I just don't get his rationale. I've never really been a big fan of Dolph Ziggler. Um, when people, like, tell me, like, oh, Dolph Ziggler – He's getting screwed over in WWE, and, I mean, we'll talk about this later on. It's, it kind of is a joke to me because he's, he's like, what, a five-time fucking world heavyweight champion, and I don't know. He was part of the fucking spirit squad, for Christ's sakes. Like, I'm not trying to be a dick, but I've just never been a mark for Ziggler at all. But uh, the match is good. Um, I guess that's what they're doing. I don't really know why. Um, I don't know. Honestly, like, a lot of people like SmackDown better than Raw. I always like Raw usually better than SmackDown other than AJ and Dean Ambrose and a couple other people on the uh, thing. Like, we're about to go to this tag match, and I thought this was a fucking joke. Like, this 12-man tag match. When do we start doing double Survivor Series matches, like, with tag teams? Like, what the fuck? I, I, I actually liked the match itself, but I agree it with you in, in concept. Like, why not just have two tag matches and then, like, have a match – on the pre-show to decide who's going for the tag team titles or something. Like, I don't know. They had four matches, Chris. They had four matches that could have easily put another tag team. Like, I don't understand. And not only that, like, they've done this. This is, like, the fourth fucking time I've seen Ascension with the Vaudevillians on a random fucking team, you know, either either it's a battle royal or it's, it's like, a survivor. I don't know. It's, it's, it's silly. But um, who ended up winning this? I don't even remember. Oh, no, no, that's right. Uh, one of the um, Ascension members. The, the uh, Ascension, them. which is crazy because they've L-O-D, been jobbing L-O-D for like light. two years. Yeah. <laughs> so, these road warrior looking motherfuckers <laughs> come out the of L-O-D nowhere and get light. the W over the tag champions, uh, basically. Uh, I call <laughs> them mini is... bro- or, the Mini Steiner brothers, uh, is American Alpha to me. They're like miniature versions. Of like the old school ones, <laughs> and not as good. <laughs> oh, I, I I like them. They're 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 decent wrestlers. Yeah. I their finisher is well, lame. Be... It's a back body drop. Like it's a back body drop. Yeah, it's just throwing a dude into a back body drop. Like that's the finisher. Like why not a back body drop off the top rope into a neck breaker or like I don't know, do something else. Finisher's weak. They should have a I dual submission like. like I don't know anything other than what they're doing currently. I like Chad Gable. I, I think he could get over without the other guy. Yeah, I agree. I, I could definitely see it with Chad Gable. I think that 
Um, it just sucks that um, Zach, Zach Ryder actually hurt himself because I was actually starting to really like the hype bros. And I really like, uh, what's his name? Uh, I don't know. Fo- uh, concussion football player, dude. Um, Mojo Riley. Oh <laughs> man. Mojo. Uh, yeah. Um, it really like works with him because they were about to get the title. And then Zach hurt himself. Unfortunately, well, Zach, Zach can Zach can sell sell. So like you have Zach, he's selling the entire match, basically getting his ass beat, and then he hits the hot tag, which is just like, I mean, it's the Rock and Roll Express, <laughs> you know, yep. gimmick. Like one guy takes the ass beat in the entire match, and he gets the hot tag, and then that's the win. Like that's the W. It's not. There's nothing past that. You don't have like the spots they do now, where it's like, well, there's a hot tag, but then there's another hot tag. They overdo it so much on tag team wrestling sometimes. It SmackDown has a better tag team division, so I wish they would I do know. it. But... Ugh, it's frustrating. John Cena defeated Randy Orton. That was a really good match. Uh, I think Randy was like tweeted after that, like, now do you want to see a match at WrestleMania? And no, uh, still, I do not want to see you guys fight at WrestleMania. Um, no offense. Thanks for doing it on SmackDown. Now you guys don't have to. Uh, and it was an awesome match. Short, obviously. Shorter than it would be. But you know what I'm saying. Um, how, how did you feel about this? Good match. Um, I will go back a little bit. Is it uh, yeah. Luke Harper? Right? Luke Harper yeah, cut yeah, one hell of a wrestling promo. He cut a wrestling-ass wrestling promo. He had an objective. <laughs> He had whose ass he wanted to beat. He had why, and then he came out and he did it. <laughs> so yeah. all of that, I love. I, I think that he could be if you gave him like a common man type thing, and you let him be him, and kind of do those basic old school wrestling promos. He could be over. Um, he's got this bruiser roadie look to him. He's a good yeah, in ring worker, though so he doesn't get to show it very often. But uh, I liked everything about that match. I thought it was fine. It sets up the fast lane match, and it gives Bray the opportunity to win at Elimination Chamber, essentially. That's a good point. Well, do you think Bray's going to win it? Uh, if, if, if it's true with the, with the things, Bray Wyatt's probably going to win Elimination Chamber, which I'm happy for him, but under the condition, you know, I'm sure he's going to lose it pretty much. You know, I, I, do you think they're going to let Randy – like let him defeat Randy at uh, WrestleMania. I don't see that happening for some reason. If they're smart, they should. Because if they're trying to build a new, if they're going to build a new Undertaker, they got to start now. Which I'm assuming is is what they're going for. With Bray Wyatt, I felt like they were doing that, but now it's getting to the point where now it looks like they're, they're trying to groom Roman Reigns almost as the new Undertaker. Uh, you know, with him saying that at Royal Rumble and, you know, potentially having this match, it's like they left Bray in the dust, and I actually like Bray Wyatt. I really like the Raven-style shit that he does. It's very wacky and out there. If they ever got Matt Hardy back into WWE, seeing broken Matt Hardy go against fucking Bray Wyatt back and forth with promos would be amazing television, I'm telling you. Uh, but anyways, good good match. Loved all the stuff with Luke Harper, like you said. Um Good. SmackDown was good. It was just kind of short, uh, not that many matches. Uh, let's not even really go over NXT. I don't think there was anything too crazy. 
um, and go over some of these uh, rumored WrestleMania matches. Um, okay, we're, we'll go kind of quick through them because we've talked about some of this stuff. But uh, for the WWE Universal Championship, Goldberg versus Brock Lesnar. Did you ever think that that would be the top card for WrestleMania this year? Is it the top card? Is the question? Well, it, it's uh, at least the top of the list. I'm assuming that's their. Eh. No, it, it's not confirmed it's the top card, but still, isn't this absolutely fucking ridiculous? You know? If that's the top card, Chris Jericho and Kevin Owens have to burn like a 45 minute match for that show to be any goddamn good. Based <laughs> on what I've seen thus far on that card. Because that match is going to last like two minutes. You don't Goldberg's think not a wrestler. He never was a wrestler. Brock isn't going to carry his dead ass through a match. Yeah. Ever. So, if you're going, I would say you put that after, I don't know, you put that after like a really down match, maybe the SmackDown Women's title match or something. And then your main match is whoever you have on SmackDown wrestling for the universe, for the WWE title, which is actually the only title anyone should care about since it's the one with the most story history. But I mean, that's a very that being said, point. I have, I, I don't care two shits about Goldberg versus Lesnar at this point, unless they're going to have Lesnar yeah. show up for four weeks in a row and just demolish everyone. It's pointless. Like, the whole thing to me is pointless. Like he's gonna be he's gonna be Goldberg because Goldberg's not gonna wrestle <laughs> the schedule it requires to be a champion. So I don't know. It'll be interesting. Yeah, I'm hoping like you know, and and this is obviously this is a rumored. Uh, there's a lot of things backing this list, but it's also rumored. So just keep that in mind if you're listening out there that it's not 100. Um, percent But yeah. I, I agree with you on the same way. I think it's just completely pointless. I just hope that Brock wins if they're going to do it. Just get Goldberg the fuck out of there and let that be the ending strategy. Like, oh, yeah, he beat you three times, but at least you you won the championship belt from him or something. Like, some redemption, for Christ's sake. And then Brock If Lester he commemorates him, like, my thing was if Goldberg goes for the spear and Brock catches him in the log and breaks his arm and they sell it as him ending Brock's career in general. Then that's it. And maybe Brock loses the match. Have Brock lose the match, like with a schoolboy or something. Do something stupid like that, where Brock just gets caught off guard with like an easy pin, and then have Brock demolish Goldberg, and then set up a WWE like tournament for the title because Goldberg can't defend it. There's several ways out of that, but none of them are good. I don't know what they're going with. Uh, we'll, we'll find out WrestleMania if that is the case, I guess. You know, uh, What's the next match? Uh, the WWE Championship, Bray Wyatt Champion uh, versus Randy Orton. Um, uh, for this match, I, if this is actually true, I see Bray Wyatt winning the match and having a nice little title run. Kind of out of nowhere because of all the stacked talent. Um, the only thing that sucks, I wish that Finn Balor was was uh, actually on SmackDown now because I would love to see him and Bray Wyatt uh, have a feud together. 
they would definitely have some really cool promos and some good matches. But if this is real, uh, I hope that Bray wins. Do you think that's actually going to happen? What do you think? Uh, I would think Bray keeps the title, at least for a little bit, until they can get Styles turned face. Yeah, I could see but, that as well. Yeah, I don't, I don't see them putting the title on Randy at this point. I mean, they might just as a favor to him because he got busted open by Brock. I think they like literally yeah. paid him to go out and take a shoot concussion. So <laughs> I don't know what they're going to do yeah, with that, but it could be a favor to Randy. I mean, Randy <laughs> could just end up with the, t- he could just end up with the title because they're like, Hey bro, sorry. Sorry about you getting knocked the fuck out by Brock Lesnar. Our bad. Sorry I had to do that, and you lost two gallons of blood on the way to the back before they could stitch up your fucking head. Jesus. Let's talk yeah, about that, how, was, that, was, that was brutal. Let's talk about how badass John Cena was, because he did the same thing two years before <laughs> and won his match. I don't, is that what we're going to go with? Because, like, as soon as you ask Randy to get hard weight blood, <laughs> he was knocked out. I don't, I don't get it. Yeah. Uh, because I don't you, yeah, I don't, I, I don't know. I, Randy having a title does nothing for me. AJ Styles versus Randy Orton will be a good match, though. That would be a badass match. And then like that's AJ two Styles people we win. haven't seen together, and AJ Styles can pretty much work with a fucking dustpan if he needs to. I gotta say though, Randy though in the ring, dude, I love watching him him work because. It's just amazing how he's really taken that concept of the Viper. And I feel like the man studied the way snakes move because the way that he just, like, will move and appear in the ring. Like, just a great guy to watch uh, for his performance. Just a lot of fun. But, yeah, I don't, I don't want to miss champion. Uh, all right, anyways, uh, we'll go to this nice four-way for the women's, the Raw's Women's Championship. Uh, apparently the real women's championship because there, is, there isn't even a SmackDown women's champion on this lineup, apparently. There's a lot of Are you that. thinking are you thinking it's gonna be a four way match? Is that the rumor is four way match? That's that's what it's saying, yeah. But listen to this. This 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 list. Keep in mind there's nothing for Samoa Joe. There's nothing for Finn Balor potentially. There's no SmackDown women's championship match on the list at all. No intercontinental match, no United States match. So there has to be either ones added to this that we don't know about or this is hundred percent bullshit. Um, I would, I would, I would say for Intercontinental, you got Dean Ambrose versus Dolph Ziggler because that's where they're building that. <laughs> oh, and if Dolph beats Dean Ambrose, obviously you can tell I'm probably going to be pissed off because I like. Dean I don't, Ambrose. They don't have anyone else to face Dean Ambrose. That's a lower card heel, so I'm pretty much almost sure that they're just building Ziggler for Dean Ambrose Ziggler at Mania, which will be a good match. It will. No, I don't it think it'll be a match. great match. If it's a ladder match, it'll be fucking amazing, but we'll see if they do that. All right, so the, the, this, 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 this four-way match, though, who do you think is going to win? Do you think Charlotte's going to end up winning it? I don't see Nia Jax winning. I, I, I see either Bailey or Charlotte. Those are my only two options, honestly. I think Charlotte drops the title beforehand on a Monday Night Raw to Bailey and then wins it back at WrestleMania, continuing her streak as undefeated at pay-per-views. I like it. I like it. I like that concept. I like Charlotte, man. She's grown on me. No one will ever have her dad's energy, but she. there are a lot of aspects of – I don't know if she was studying her dad or something like that, but 
a lot of aspects of her father in her, and she's a great athlete. I wish she wasn't so stiff because obviously we can tell in the past she can hurt people, but I mean, Sasha's done that. It, it happens, you know, uh, but she's I, fun I to watch. I don't necessarily, I don't blame any of those on Charlotte. I blame some of those on Sasha. Charlotte's actually saved her neck a couple times, specifically uh, the first match they had, Char- or, uh, Sasha went for that suicide dive and they constantly show and if you watch, Charlotte catches her legs so that she doesn't land directly on her yeah. neck. Sasha, Sasha is great. She's just she's little, and she's wrestling yeah, against Charlotte, little. who is mean. You can find but muscular. <laughs> so yeah, exactly. And, and their series of matches were pretty impressive, especially that one where very reminiscent, not as good, I'm saying, but very reminiscent of uh, Steve Austin and Bret Hart. Uh, WrestleMania 13, where they like went out in the audience, and she ended up uh, winning the title. Sasha did with a submission. Well, that was like, that was right the, the audience. That was like that was on Raw. That was on a Monday Night Raw. I know, it, and that was an awesome match on Raw. Like I was very impressed by that. So like people are complaining about them. Like, do you not remember how wrestling works? Like Lita and Trish probably had a long sense of back and forth. I mean, we'd like rivalries. Like uh, we'll, we'll get it with titles, and it'll make me sound like an old man. But I think that people just expect too much, too quickly, and uh, I don't know, compare uh, anyways, we'll, we'll, we'll get to there, we'll get to there, but let's go the to fee, the matches. female matches uh, have been better than the majority of matches like male matches oh, yeah. on Raw, as far as like when they do a main event match like Charlotte and Sasha tear the house down that's why they do it, they're good they've it's been destroyed. good since NXT it's not a surprise, they're, they have really good in-ring chemistry together, they do spots they shouldn't do that are dangerous yeah. for both of their careers long-term um, because they have to do that to keep up with the guys because people still look at women's wrestling negatively, which is sad. I feel like every time yeah. they go out there, they feel like they have to do something big, um, which is, I did like the finish of that where she used the guardrail as like a submission. That was awesome. That <laughs> had her. It reminded me. It reminded me very much of like something Eddie Guerrero would do, which is one of her heroes. Exactly. Like uh, her throwing the yep. title to Charlotte. She had one of those spots where she threw the title to Charlotte, and they took the title from Charlotte, and she almost got disqualified. Like they've had a couple things that she's done that's very Eddie Guerrero esque, which I've really appreciated. Um, so well, yeah, and, and fine. That, I agree with you. And it was like when I was watching that match specifically because she said that before. It was like. Wow, it's kind of like I'm watching Eddie Guerrero versus Ric Flair, but they're chicks. It's weird, uh, but awesome because of how great of uh, athletes they are. But anyways, I'm gonna I'm gonna kind of go over these kind of quickly uh, what the apparent matches are, and we'll kind of go like who we'd like to see win out of that, and if you want to say anything about them, you know, chime in. Right. But uh, Roman Reigns versus The Undertaker. Undertaker, obviously. There's no way you fucking Brock Lesnar's one thing. You do not have fucking Roman Reigns beat. Undertake at WrestleMania, especially turn him heel. His last one. Are, are you turning? Are you turning him heel? Well, he, you could be, but really, like that would definitely make everyone hate him if he beat the Undertaker at WrestleMania. It's potentially his. But last isn't that what you? But isn't what that would what you would be going for? Wow, you are so smart beyond your years, Christopher. Uh, yeah, actually, so maybe that is what's going to happen. But man, that would. Why would I you mean, not? Why would him. you not have him demolish Undertaker? Like, why would you not have him smash the shit out of Undertaker? That's literally passing the torch, though, at that point, too. 
Well, it's not passing the torch in the sense of like you're going to be the well, godfather no, of wrestling. Deal. He's got to put him over. I, I, yeah. You can't yeah. have Undertaker win that match because it does nothing for Roman Reigns. You might as well yeah, not have point. that match. Like if you're if you're having that match with anyone that's like they did it with Bray, and Undertaker went over, and then Bray did nothing for a year and a half. So if you're gonna have uh, that match, you gotta have him beat the shit out of Undertaker, whether it's cheating or not. God, I don't. There's lots that, of ways uh, to have Roman Reigns win that match, and it'd be a heel win, and he didn't really beat the Undertaker, and then he can set it up down summer. SummerSlam or something and pay Undertaker to come back one more time. Undertaker's streak's unimportant at this point. He lost. It's over. doesn't matter. People just care about being in the WrestleMania. So, it makes more sense to have Roman Reigns do some heel-ass shit, win that match, and then have Undertaker beat him down the line and retire. If he's going to retire, I don't know if Taker wants to retire or not. Or if they're forcing him to retire or what he's going to do. The Brock Lesnar match, there's been reports that he caught like a shot that gave him a concussion. And that's the only reason that, that became the, the, uh, like the, the beast that beat the streak. So I don't know how much validity there is to that, but I've heard that many times, but even yeah, if, even if, if the streak's true. not intact, it's better to put over Roman Reigns as a heel than it is to have the undertaker beat him and people will hate it, but they'll get to hate it each week on raw. <laughs> like people will show up just to boo Roman Reigns, and if, you, if so, he you know. consumes it, it will help him out. Yeah, no, I, I, I. This is why I have Chris on the show, guys. Um, but that that makes a hell of a lot more sense. Uh, uh, yeah, I, that's probably exactly what they're going to do. If this if this is true, I could definitely see that happening. Um, I don't know. We'll find out. Uh, all right, Seth Rollins versus Triple H. This is—I don't even see this happening. Uh, if it does happen, I guess Seth Rollins will get his redemption. I don't know. Maybe Triple H will win. I have no clue how the hell they're going to handle that. It makes no sense to have that match happen. It makes more sense to have him versus Samoa Joe, and then Samoa Joe win by Triple H screwing over Seth Rollins. Very good point. All right, Kevin Owens but... versus Chris Jericho. Oh wait, wait. Oh sorry. Okay. No, no, it's fine. It's fine. But. It's the WWE and it's Triple H, so he's got to have a 20-minute intro and fucking wrestle Seth Rollins probably, and then just bury, and then and then Samoa Joe inter, and then Samoa Joe interferes and Triple H wins. It's probably more realistic of what will happen because Triple H is going to hit him with a the uh, what it was the move called the pedigree or the shovel. Yeah. He's going to hit him with a shovel. He's going to hit him with a shovel, bury him through <laughs> the ring. You're and then you get the, in the <laughs> ring. <laughs> you're gonna get the. Then you're gonna get the. But then they'll set that match up for SummerSlam, where Seth Rollins finally fucking wins. In the meantime, fucking oh. Finn Balor is just standing around with his finger up his ass, waiting for something to do. I guess I don't know. Uh man, why did you get, to get hurt tonight? <laughs> that you went to the championship, man. Ugh. I mean, not like you wanted to. All right. Um. So yeah, so Seth Rollins, Triple H. All right, Kevin Owens and Chris Jericho, the best friends uh, fight, which will be a great match if this happens. Um, neither one of them having a title, it looks like, uh, this prediction at least. Um, I see Kevin Owens winning uh, and them going kind of like their separate ways at that point. I'm hoping that Kevin Owens 
not not necessarily baby face, but like I don't know what you call it, but like the in betweener, like the Stone Cold, the the Rock, like the I don't give a shit, but people like me, you know, and I kind of embrace that. Not so much heel anymore, uh, especially like I like their stuff. Their shtick was funny. They can go back to it maybe at a later date, but right now, have Chris go full heel and him go baby face, uh, and uh, just have a great match. Maybe maybe have like a rivalry for a little while between the two of them. I feel like this might be one of Chris Jericho's last matches, so I definitely feel like he's going to go out on his back because he's old school. So I would say Kevin Owens gets the win. Um, Maybe a heel tactic backfires on Jericho, which is very possible. Uh, I would expect if they're going to have Kevin Owens win it, I would say power bomb to the apron to put Jericho on the shelf because absence makes the heart grow fonder if they're going to do a rebound match on that and give Chris Jericho some time off. The only reason he stayed around this long is because he likes working with the young Canadian people that are there, like specifically Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens, which is the majority of the people he's worked with. If it wasn't for them, I think he would have already finished this run. Um, If you have Chris Jericho go heel like he did against CM Punk, you could have some lightning in a bottle where Kevin Owens can turn face easily. Like, Kevin Owens is already well-liked, so there's there's things there. Jericho is so good at being a heel that he can can switch that shit on and off. You could go either way with that. You could have Jericho be the babyface. And people still love him. It just depends on what you want. I mean, all he has to do is say, you just made the list, and that's going to get a fucking pop, like, every time. (laughs) He's just that good. He put Tom Brady on the list. Oh God, that was funny. Uh, but that's another. And he got a pop for it, like a fucking. He did. A face pop. They were like, "Yeah, put Tom on the list." All right, all right. So, so Chris, uh, Chris can go either I, way. Yeah, he can. Um, all right, so this next one's very weird. Uh, I don't know how I feel about it. AJ Styles versus Shane McMahon. I've heard this rumor and. If they fucking waste AJ Styles on a match with Shane McMahon, it'll still be a three-star match. (laughs) It'll still be a three-star match because it's AJ Styles. (laughs) It'll be a terrible match. Unless the goal is to end end Shane McMahon. Like, unless Shane McMahon's going away, like he doesn't want to be part of the family business anymore, then it's a good blow-off. Like, AJ Styles ends him. Um, it would have made more sense to have Roman Reigns versus Shane McMahon, honestly, after the uh, – was it was it SummerSlam that they had the uh, no, Survivor oh, Series where Reigns yeah. speared him for the concussion. Why does Shane and... want to get in the ring again? Hey, I, Shane, Shane, I appreciate you doing these ridiculous spots that not even some hardcore wrestlers would fucking do. That even Mick Foley would be like, why would you try that? Like, that's that's something I would do. That's stupid. Like, I appreciate that, but, like – Dude, you're getting older, and, like, that looked so painful when Roman Reigns speared him. You could see, like, the life come out of his body for a fucking couple seconds. And that's fucking Yeah, well, that, that's, on, that's on Roman. Roman Roman should have yeah. not done that spot. That was a bad spot in general. You can't control that. You can't control the momentum on, on that, which is the same thing with, like, an Alabama slam. Like, if someone hits you with an Alabama slam – it's all about you tucking your head, depending on how hard they slam you. You can, you can easily get a concussion from taking a flat back bump if you don't know what you're doing. Shane McMahon's not a professional wrestler. He's wrestled, and he has training. 
but he doesn't do this shit every night like these dudes. He might not. He, he all all it takes is him not to tuck his chin at the right time, or the other guy to go too early in a spot like that to catastrophe, or a catastrophe, I should say. Not con- <laughs> catastrophic is what I, I was looking for. Catastrophic. But um, yeah, I, but uh, yeah, like I don't. I, that match will be the drizzling shits, but it'll still be a three star match because AJ Styles is there and he'll sell forever. <laughs> until it's a good match. Yeah. <laughs> but uh make it yeah, look I, don't, I just I don't know right, so how you salvage that. So these last three matches I'm just gonna state and you can say whatever you want. To me they're just completely whatever. One's the Andre the Giant Memorial or uh Battle Royal, which I'm sure will be fun. Uh the other one is the big show versus Shaquille O'Neal, which we know is happening. I'm sure that's gonna be fine, but I feel like the big show has gotten so healthy. Um, well, obviously, so he can live longer uh, because he's a huge dude, uh, big heart. Um, but also, so he could carry fucking Shaq through his whole entire match that they have. And then the last <laughs> one is John Cena and Nikki Bella versus The Miz and Maurice, which I don't care about at all. Uh, why not just have John Cena and The Miz? Like, why do you have to have this Nikki is, Bella wrestle? This is this is show's retirement match, basically. Because if you have you Shaquille so? O'Neal beat the Big Show on at WrestleMania after he's already lost to Shaquille O'Neal, didn't he lose to him before or get tossed out of the Rumble so. or something? He and he already lost to Floyd Mayweather. He lost to Floyd Mayweather Jr. It's like they're trying to cap- capture this celebrity aspect that's just really bad for what the show was like what big show was like when he was the giant versus Hulk Hogan at hog wild in 1996, like that dude was a legit fucking worker, like a great wrestler who was a dominant force in great shape. And now he got back in this great shape and you're going to have him do this bullshit match against Shaquille O'Neal. And it makes my stomach turn because I could give two shits less about Shaquille O'Neal. I guess he's over, but how many, people are going to tune in just to see the Shaquille O'Neal match. Like I would say few. No one. I mean, it's going to get, it'll get advertisement time on ESPN. That's for sure. And I mean, I'm sure that's the angle they're going for. That's why they usually do stuff like that, but it is pointless. And it sucks that that might potentially be one of big shows last matches. Um, He's like sporty, man. Like he's, he's, I mean, Mark Henry is the same way. Like, if you're going to have anyone work each other, have a Mark Henry Big Show retirement match. Build both of them up. Have that match. Don't have the Shaquille O'Neal Big Show match and have Shaquille O'Neal, who doesn't know how to wrestle, is not going to take – he's going to take zero fucking bumps. So, I don't know. Yeah, there's no way he's going to be fucking thrown on his back. Stephen Amell probably did a better job as a celebrity uh, professional wrestler. Uh, Who'd you right, say, well, Carl, Carl, Carl Malone? No, no. <laughs> him, and, him and Carl DDP? <laughs> him and Rodman. Oh, God, that was some stupid <laughs> shit. What, all right, what, what about... Yeah, Dave but they Arquette both learned how to take bumps. <laughs> That's a good point. So it's a little different. <laughs> oh, God. All right, so uh, that is the WrestleMania card that we know of. Um, I don't know if that's actually going to happen or not. I'm hoping – if this is it, I hope that there's just matches missing, I'm assuming, because it's a fucking three-hour show, so there's no way – you know, I, I feel like Finn Balor versus – It's a, it's uh, a two, it's a two and a half – it's a two-and-a-half-hour two show because Triple H has to have 30 minutes to walk down to the ring. 
I want a lot. So basically, I want a Terminator costume, and I want a uh, a, a blood fountain, and uh, <laughs> he becomes like uh, Satan from Saw Park during the Sweet Sixteen uh, episode. Uh, anyways, all right. So let's go over a couple of uh, topics uh, before we uh, sign, sign off. Um, all right, what what ones can we get realistically to and get some meat out of? Try to go back on this first one. All right, so uh, fan reactions of wrestlers, what I think them just ribbing on social media. We've talked about this. Uh, Kenny Omega had a problem um, where he was uh, saying that the Okada Omega match was way better and that he could whoop AJ Styles and John Cena on their best day or whatever, something to that extent. And, uh, it just got this huge Twitter war between Kenny and fans. and like, we didn't even want you in the WWE. You can go fuck yourself. And you don't even like, you don't want to fight Nakamura. And he's like, I just said that I wanted to go WWE and NXT. It was all a bunch of gobbledygook bullshit. I think it started because Okada just said that the ma- their match was superior, uh, just in a really quick tweet. And then uh, Omega said something, and then it went from there. I still want Kenny Omega in a year in WWE. Don't listen to any of those idiots, Kenny. Fuck them. Um, I just don't know. People rib. It, it's a wrestling term. Um, it's something that's always in the industry. Kenny knows AJ Styles. Uh, they were in the Bullet Club together. They, they, they've wrestled uh, along each other. Um, he's talked on many times, and he's a nice guy when he talks on these podcasts because uh, he's not really a heel in real life, people. Um but uh, Kenny, Kenny talks about um, John Cena and, and, and says really good things about him and how impressed he is and stuff like that. Do you think that, do you think that it's either that wrestlers should know that, that this is going to happen and maybe they embrace it and they're not getting offended, like I'm assuming uh, Omega did? Or do you think that fans don't understand ribbing uh, in, in the modern world or modern time, Chris? Well, I would say as many fucking shoot podcasts they are out there people understand the concept of the rib um specifically like they know that Kurt Henning was known for ribbing for instance like uh I think wrestling's turned turned a corner where the majority of your fans that tune into this show between the ages of 18 and 30 know that it's a work and know that when people are on Twitter are pissed off or whatever. Then you have a lot of people that are just really fucking dumb. <laughs> like no shit. <laughs> it's just like the people you get behind in traffic that have their right turn signal on when they're turning left. Like they know it's there, <laughs> but they don't get it. Um, what I would what I would say, uh, Okada said is this what's considered a good American style match, which is offensive to American wrestling, considering Americans have been major fucking draws in new Japan for forever. Uh, Going back to Stan Hansen and Bruiser Brody, even Hulk Hogan. uh, I thought that was kind of shitty of him to say, and maybe it was poorly translated. Uh, Okada and Omega had a match of a lifetime. I don't think that they recreate that with anyone else. I don't think they have the, the oh. chemistry with anyone else to do that. Okada just I wrestled the match with Suzuki. That I, watch. Uh, I just watched a match with Okada and Suzuki, I believe. 
it was where he worked Okada's leg for 30 minutes. And it was like a four-star match. It was not as good as AJ Styles or John Cena. If you don't believe me, go watch it. It's on New Japan's website. Kenny Omega is a great worker. Uh, There's nothing more or less that you can say about that. The fact that he's tied up in this probably has to do with contract negotiations. That would be my guess. He's not going to shit on New Japan. He's definitely not going to shit on Okada, who is the John Cena of New Japan, essentially. Uh, not to the same yeah. effect. They actually like like him, but he is their biggest draw. Um, you know, the whole thing to me was kind of weird. And uh, Kenny Omega kind of, I think he got thrown off by answering Twitter Rapid questions at, at rapid fire, as opposed to doing what he did before the Royal Rumble, which is like, I'm not going to say anything, and then I'm going to just answer these on podcasts. Like, think about them and plan out my answers. Uh, Kenny Omega has been known uh, for being an asshole in some aspects. Uh, with Jim Cornette, for instance. Jim Cornette fucking hates him to death. He hated him when he was in Ring of Honor, and he hates him now because he exposes the business. Um which would mean it would probably be pretty hard for Kenny Omega to work with Triple H. Triple H also hates that shit. He's very old school. Uh, AJ Styles is a better wrestler than Kenny Omega. So if he thinks that he can fucking work with John Cena better than Kenny, Kenny Omega, like if he thinks, if Kenny Omega thinks that he can wrestle John Cena better than AJ Styles, then he's still got some shit to learn. First off, they didn't have 56 minutes to work a match. They had, like, less than 30 minutes to get their shit in on a pay-per-view, this WWE, without throwing people through tables in a very suspect angle and doing dragon suplexes. Like, WWE didn't let that shit happen because they don't want people to get hurt. Like, the fact that Okada can take those bumps is amazing. Hands down amazing. He must have a neck made out of fucking steel. (sighs) Which is great. Like that's they can have a good match. But I've like Kenny Okada's uh his he just did that G one match he had, um, which got five stars as well. To me, wasn't as good as the John Cena AJ Styles match. I thought one told a better story than the other. Now Okada versus AJ Styles or Okada versus Kenny Omega was one of the best matches I've ever seen. And when you say that there's a long ass list of matches I've ever seen because I've been watching shit from like the seventies all the way up until now, but you can't recreate that match every night. And unlike new Japan, WWE, they wrestle the same fucking people every night. Like new Japan is better at building storylines and holding that stuff. And it's just different. It's a different style of wrestling. So the the comparison is mute. Bubba Ray Dudley said that the John Cena AJ Styles match was better, which is just completely. Um, I wouldn't say it's wrong, but it's opinion. So do, do you even have these concerns or questions? Is irrelevant. They're both Omega great and WWE would be great. Yeah, uh, I I agree, and uh, Omega would be great uh, in WWE. But yeah, you're right. I mean, it was lightning in a bottle, and. I think they were both great matches, and they were fun. I watched them both back-to-back, and I had a lot of fun watching them. 
back to back just to see a comparison. I really do think that at first Omega was just taking a shot, like not trying to be as aggressive, and then the fans kind of came after him and he didn't know what to do. And if he has a one-year contract with, uh, you know, New Japan, I want to see him go against uh, Nato and Tanahashi and, like, maybe some other guys, another Okada match, finish up that, come over to WWE, that would be great. Maybe go to NXT. If he's saying that he won't do that, then maybe he's he's worth, you know. There, there's a lot of guys that I would like to see come to WWE. If, if, if he's hard, there's Adam Cole still. There's Jay Lethal still. There's Ricochet. There's so many good wrestling talents that, you know, oh, hey, if he doesn't want to play with if he doesn't want to do business, and he's dude, he's a free agent now. Ricochet, uh, you know, he was talking Ricochet about that. Ricochet versus Cesaro is a dream match. Scott Scott Galloway <laughs> is a free agent talking about coming to WWE. There's a lot of good talent right now that's talking. So you know, hopefully Omega's there, and they're both fun matches. That's all I'm trying to say. Now, all right, this is actually a good subject to talk about, based off the Okada Omega match, and even the Cena Styles match. Um, well, partially. Uh, should wrestlers in general take less bumps on non-pay-per-view events? Uh, yes and no. Because the way WWE books shit now, they have five minutes to get their shit. So if you're any high flyer, you have to take bumps. So That's a very good point. Yeah, but, no. you know, lo- longevity had more- is what I'm looking at. Okay, well, if they wrestle with a bunch of rest holds and do a bunch of front face locks, that's what you're going to see on TV. And the fans are going to be like, this is boring. So why that, well, while that style works and people last a long time doing it, it's fine. I think the people they should look at that are really good at longevity and taking bumps would be like the John Cena's of the world. Like, that dude has been wrestling for 10 years straight. He's had injuries, but he's came back from all of them. Like, it's kind of nuts. he does it at a rapid rate, too. And he's, I mean, he's uh, a workout but, machine, and he definitely takes care of himself. But at the same time, you don't see him taking stupid bumps. He takes, not, not in regular matches. Um, I think people are too concerned with getting their shit in, like getting their their moves over. That they for, they forget about like the fact that that takes a toll on your body. Uh, Daniel Bryan was one of them, but if he didn't do that, he yeah. would have never made it to the top of the mountain. So he kind of had to, and that's unfortunate. Um, which is why well, I think people like Kenny Omega don't really want to go to the WWE unless they have to, unless it's going to be a money cow for them because they know that that's what's gonna it's going to take to get over there. Uh, so, I feel like I they, they are anyways, but um, I just I feel like in, in, during the week especially, uh, you know, on, on non, non-pay-per-views, instead of putting them through tables, instead of smashing them against uh, the, the stairs, which does not always work right, uh, against the fucking uh, sidings around the fucking ring and shit like that, um, you know, the barriers, uh, maybe if they incorporate it, and I mean they are, uh, they're, they're forced to because of the wrestlers, but maybe they incorporate more strong style and stronger strikes and faster and quicker moves like that more often so you don't have to just do technical moves because that does bore people, unfortunately. I love that shit. You love that shit. You know, guys like Dean Malenko and even Bret Hart and all that type of shit. But just getting back to it, maybe trying to do stuff that's more aggressive inside the ring 
uh, taking those chances. I'm not saying the head strikes because we know that fucking strong style with head strikes is also dangerous, but these guys are getting concussions. They're getting Seth Rollins got hurt in a fucking promo. You know what I'm saying? Like, it just seems like a lot of stuff can be avoided, and we don't have to see some of these wrestlers end their career quickly. Like, Edge should still be wrestling right now. Daniel Bryan should definitely still be wrestling right now. Well, Edge made a bunch of stupid choices that led to him yeah. getting over. So that falls in the Daniel Bryan category to me. If he doesn't do that TLC match against the Hardys and hit the fucking spear, I don't know that he gets over like he did. People respected him for putting his body on the line. Same thing with Mick Foley. Same thing with a lot of those guys. The problem is, is that cuts your career very short. Stone Cold's talked about it many a times. Your bump card. How many bumps do you have left? Like, think about that when you're wrestling. And I agree with you. They should take less bumps. But the format of how wrestling works now in the WWE with their storytelling, I don't necessarily know that you'll ever see people take less bumps because they have to get their shit in to try to get over. This is why you see a suicide dive in pretty much every match. Even if the dude is like Roman Reigns, like how many times have you seen Roman Reigns do a suicide dive? Like, it's ridiculous, not this man. Year, but last year, that's a big ass dude. You're relying on like two little dudes to catch that well, that guy. Like, there's a lot of I, stuff that can easily go wrong. Like one dude like uh, missteps and misses Roman Reigns. He lands on his neck, breaks his neck. Like, there's a lot of things that you can say about bumping, and be like, yeah, it's not necessarily. Uh, for instance, the Royal Rumble, like Brock Lesnar bitch tossing Enzo Amore. <laughs> Outside of the ring, the way oh he did, God. could have easily ended his career. Um, so you know, I I, I just yeah, feel like but you, you gotta know, get your I shit in. Like, I, I feel like an old man saying this, but I feel like just in general, everyone. Um, this kind of goes into the last topic that we were ta- that I was going to talk about. Uh, we don't have much time left, anyways. But I feel like everyone wants a faster pace, and like I'm not trying to sound like an old man, but like we grew up with the 80s and the 90s, and at least the early 90s. Well, actually, no. If, if besides ECW, you know, when it came to bumps and it came to everything and, like, you know, high-flying moves, like, you know, it was crazy that Sting would jump out of the ring, you know, at, because of his size. It was crazy that, that fucking Ricky the Dragon Steamboat did a crossbody, for Christ's sakes. Like, obviously, like, Hayabusa came around, and you have, like, all these other Shawn Michaels putting his in. But now it's expected for everyone to do this. Everything's faster. Everything's faster. And the thing that pisses me off uh, is that people say that titles are given away, like, you know, or, or basically, like, a lot of people complain that, that talent's being wasted. And to me, I feel like titles, because that's what they're always referring to, is to how many titles a wrestler gets. Titles are given out too easily now. You know, you, you had a guy like Kurt Henning. He had the Intercontinental title twice. That's it. Uh, you, Jaden Snake never had a fucking title. Um, you know, Rowdy just had the fucking Intercontinental and I think the tag team. He might have just gotten the Intercontinental. That's it. Then you get someone like Wade Barrett. And, you know, I'm not trying to call anyone out, but complaining and saying that the WWE ruined him, blah, 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 blah. But he's been in it since the beginning 2000s, between NXT and this. And I was looking up his fucking championships, and he's got Intercontinental champion five fucking times, and he won the King of the Ring. A lot of people say the same thing about Zack Ryder, which I like Zack Ryder. WWE Intercontinental Championship, United States Championship, Tag Team Championship, three Slammy Awards. Curtis Axel was wasted. 
He's got more WWE tag titles he's even with his father. Intercontinental and a tag team championship, two title reigns. So do you understand what I'm saying? Like, everyone's like, oh, they wasted that person. Like, all the top billing guys are new generation for the most part. Yes, they bring the Goldbergs in for whatever reason, but I feel like fans fucking complain too goddamn much when it comes to that. And I feel like they expect wrestling to be quicker, and it really is now quicker than how it was back when I think the golden years were around. Well, um, you're thinking, like, when you bring up names like Kurt Henning, he's wrestling two shows a week, and then house shows. And house shows are different. He's not yeah. traveling 300 and some odd days a year. Not that he didn't ever do that. I'm not going to speak ill of Kurt Henning. He's one of the best wrestlers of all time. Hands down. Fisherman Suplex, somebody should bring back. They should do a top rope finisher with yeah. that. I'm still set on that. Instead of doing a superplex, that's your move. You hit <laughs> top rope Fisherman Suplex with a pin. Uh, but, yeah, like, I I agree to some standpoint I don't. I think it's different. I think people have to get their shit in to get over, and they know that. And they do it for a while, and then when they don't get over, they blame it on how they were booked. And I don't necessarily think that's always right. I, I never thought Wade Barrett was that great of a wrestler. I thought he was okay. The bad news Barrett thing was, was good. Um, yeah, I... I it's a hard topic to get past because you're talking about so many different styles of wrestling and the schedules are different. and All that stuff is completely different. There's people that I think do way too much in the ring. Um, for instance, busy. Uh, AJ Styles does way more than he should be doing in WWE on a weekly basis to keep turning out those style of matches. Uh, Dean Ambrose does a little too much. Um, for what his gimmick is. He wrestles slow paced, which helps, but it's, you know, I don't know. I'm not one to tell these guys how to wrestle. They fucking out wrestle me. That's right. No, I'm not. <laughs> it's, it's not so much the wrestlers with me. It's, it's more so the fans and, you know, the, the statements I hear like, Oh, you know, WWE doesn't have any of the, the smaller, you know, wrestle. It's all, it's all like the older guys that are getting top billing. And I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? But the champ right now is Kevin Owens. Uh, AJ Styles was the champ. Like I just, to an extent, some people like bitch about it. I think it's just evened out. Uh, to an, I, I, I would say I would say how to hard sell this to them if they're giving you shit about WWE wrestling is to watch the Okada and Omega match and see how much of the time of that match was actually spent selling. Good point. It's a very good point. Because well, uh, you can I, have a if you have a long match like that, you can sell it. You can when you give somebody 10 fucking minutes to get all of their shit in, they're taking a lot more bumps in a shorter period of time. So that's, yeah, that's where I, I stand on that. It's, it's a social media commu- community. They pissed me off. They even fucking got on the stone cold because he was like, man, I need to teach Kevin Owens how to do a stone cold center. And like, he's on a show the next day and he's like, guys, I was kidding. I'm friends with Kevin. Like, you know, me like blah, 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 blah. And then Kevin Owens makes a statement like Steve Austin's one of my wrestles all the time. Like, it was a joke, guys. Like, it's so dumb how they grasp onto stuff and they complain and complain. I like the product nowadays. I like the options I have. I love Lucha Underground. Uh, you know, uh, the stuff that's going on in New Japan, Ring of Honor. I don't really watch TNA. I'm hoping that dies and we get all their talent in, in all these various other places. Um, but, you know, it's whatever. Uh, we got a minute left. Uh, I want to thank everyone out there for listening or if you were listening it later on on recording. 
Uh, we're going to be here every uh, every week, hopefully. Uh, Juwan's going to join us. Uh, so it's going to be me, Chris, and Juwan talking about wrestling, recapping, and just going over some subjects. Uh, might have my buddy Philip on soon. He's actually a wrestler out there in the indie leagues, uh, just to have an interview and someone to talk to you about that. But uh, thanks, guys, for uh, listening to our stuff. And um, if you liked it, let us know. And if you didn't, go fuck yourself. Um, you don't have to tell us anything. <laughs> that would be rude. Um, but uh, Chris, give a couple seconds. Uh, just, you know, bye to everyone. Hey, goodbye, everybody. Y'all have a good night uh, or good whenever you're listening to this during the day. Um, hope you enjoyed it. Sorry, the, the beginning started a little rough with my storytelling. Didn't see that coming. Uh, but hopefully I'll have some saved up for you guys next time. Other than that, uh, y'all enjoy wrestling. There's tons out there. Enjoy it. Go back on the WWE Network. Watch some AWA. Please do. And then realize good that shit. fucking – people bump too much now <laughs> as Dane would say yeah, exactly <laughs> alright guys have a good night thanks Chris alright see you man Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets and so much more download the app in virginia today and get 150 dollars in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at betmgm betmgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly see betmgm.com for terms 21 plus only virginia only new customer offer subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days please gamble responsibly gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER promotional offer not available in washington dc what's so special about hero Bread's soft fluffy and delicious breads buns and tortillas these ultra low net carb baked goods contain zero sugar fewer calories and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health shop now at hero.co